views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Follow host Sarah Main on her ongoing journey of conscious confidence and gain timeless wisdom to unleash unparalleled confidence. A conscious confidence. Learn to ignite the living spark of wisdom, a new narrative for fulfillment contained in Sanskrit and the ancient, powerful, engaging, and fun conscious conversations to discover your own magnificent true self. Learn to dispel the fear shadow as Sarah provides essential knowledge about embracing change and the power of transformation. Get ready. Conscious Confidence starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio. I'm right here, literally right here with Sarah Main, um, where she's normally in Australia. (laughs) But we're here in the middle of Seattle. Actually, we are in downtown Seattle, a place that I moved to in 1994, um, wow. and I love it here. Uh, it's great energy here, and it's, it's great to have you here, it's Sarah. Beautiful. It's wonderful to be here. It's wonderful to be with you and Jessica and everyone, and it is beautiful here. It is gorgeous here. And you know, the thing people ask me, why? What is it that drew me here? And this is part of today's conversation. And the only thing I could say, it's the energy. Yeah. And it's so level of cre- creative energy here. When I lived on the East Coast, that was an energy that was more about getting things done. And I was masterful at getting things done. This is an energy about creating things. Not that they don't get done, but there's a creative process here that's embedded in the doing, I think. Um, You know, for me, that's part of the conversation today. Because when we talk about something like conscious confidence, I don't want people to be confused about the fact that we're not talking about conceptualizing life. Because that could be a little little misconception. Mm-hmm. Your book is not about conceptualizing life. No. It's about living life. Yep. Conscious confidence, a timeless, wi- wi- a timeless wisdom, uh, Sanskrit. We are talking about living life. But we're talking about a way to live life. And what I mean by that is, and you and I, we're just talking about a personal example using me because I have, I'm, I'm out of alignment, right? You know, there's something in my life that is being called to be brought forward, and I'm not bringing it forward. Um, and I've got a million reasons why, and because everybody here that knows me says, yeah, she's right, she's got all those things. Mm. But that's not it. But conscious confidence in the time that you and I have known each other you know, I've gotten to know a bit about your journey, but there's more to tell. And the more to tell has to do with your journey. And this is something that, that really needs to come forward, because I don't know that people will quite understand the impact, the power of what you're bringing forward without understanding your personal journey. Mm-hmm. Let's start at the beginning for you. And I know we've shared a little bit about this, about when this started for you, but this is a lifetime for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At least one lifetime. At least one lifetime to many. It did have a feeling of picking up where I left off. (laughs) Um, 
my parents. Uh, well, thank you for the beautiful introduction, and it's just so wonderful to be here. Yeah, it's great. Um, my parents arrived from England after the war into Sydney. My father did flight training actually during the war in uh, just out of Sydney. He was in the Fleet Air Arm, so he wow. flew Spitfire planes, but he was in the Navy, so Fleet Air Arm. And um, he did some flight training and he just loved Australia. So as soon as the war was over and he was demobbed, he married my mother and out they came. So myself and my siblings, we were all born and raised in Sydney. Lucky us. And, um, and but uh, Dan and Mum were always searching and they just wanted the wisdom they wanted something and they searched and tried all sorts of things that was available in the 50s and 60s in amongst raising a young family. And, um, and they didn't have any family of their own around, so mm. the people that they met became family. And, um, and then Dad discovered uh, philosophy class, practical philosophy classes in the late 60s. Um, and I can remember him coming home and saying to Mum, I found it. He knew. And they studied philosophy and meditation and that uh, was an offer. And that was unusual back in those days. You didn't yeah. talk about it. That yeah. was absolutely woo-woo spooky, you know, yeah. crazy stuff. But he knew, and Dad was a very, both Mum and Dad, very intelligent, practical people, still raising a family in the suburbs in Sydney, nothing different. He still put on his suit and briefcase every day and went off to the <laughs> office, you know, yep. um, came home, all that sort of thing. Um, and when I, in 1971, I was 10 years old and I can remember being asked, would I like to come along? Wow. You know, and I thought, yes, please, I want what they're having. I didn't know much more about it that. I sat in adult classes. I didn't, most of the time, have a clue what they were talking about. Just the language just was over my head. And yet, inside here, I was completely in sync. I didn't want to be anywhere else. Um, and then as I got a bit older, it was like a radio tuning in. And I, I remember it distinctly. Yeah. I'd hear a sentence, a word, a phrase, a whole. And as I, as I got, by the time I was 16, it was like the radio was completely tuned. I understood what they were talking about. And, I, you know, by, I was introduced to meditation at the age of 10, wow. a mantra meditation. And, you know, at that age, it's simple. It's direct the connections there. And, it, look, it's just, I don't know what life is like without it. And, of course, I introduced to Sanskrit by the age of 13 and just it's gone on from there. I just, you know. And then I taught in a school where all of this was part of the curriculum. You know, a normal private school in Sydney, so uniforms, we wear school uniforms in, in Australia mostly. Um, had all the sort of taught maths and English and all the standard subjects and Sanskrit and philosophy and we offered meditation to children from the age of 10. So by now we were, we were educating properly like this and, and it was just remarkable and the children I have taught, the parents I've worked with, the adults I've taught, is an incredible blessing and an honour and a privilege but I've learnt so much. Yeah. We're going to talk about that when we come back from break too because, you know, there's part of teaching and, and this is something I learned, right, in, in a number of different ways. As the teacher, 
They say if you really want to learn something, teach it. Yeah. Right? Yes. And so I just thought, at first I thought what that meant was, oh, you're going to do the research, you're going to study. But that's not what it was. No. If you're going to teach it, you're going to be faced with questions about what you teach, or you're going to be faced with explorations about what you teach that go far beyond anything you thought you were studying or knew about something. Mm. And you know, when you step out to teach it, you too become transformed again, mm. right? You know, as a student and as a teacher. But the teachings of this and your journey, right, you know, move us forward to a time where people question their own abilities today. Mm. You know, they doubt, you know, their level of self-worth. Um, we're talking about rates of depression, which have to do with a sense of hopelessness. Yeah. And, and it's not, you know, generational. It's multi-generational. Mm. And folks are not quite sure what to do. Mm. But that's because you know, what we're talking about is shifting energies, momentum, mindset, right? Consciousness. Consciousness. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to talk about not only what Sanskrit has to do with conscious competence, but the elements that you have now put in and are sharing in the book, mm. you know, the elements, the process, mm. you know, uh, what it is when you talk about shadow. When we come back, we're going to take you all on a journey of that. And of course, all of this is going to be in Sarah's upcoming book, uh, Conscious Confidence, to be released. But you can pre-order it now. Um, just go to our website, ConsciousConfidence.com. In addition to all of this, one of the things that you know we'll talk about is how did this early knowledge now turn into a way for Sarah to work with kids, to work with adults, to work with business managers and executives, how does this now move forward a different level of teaching and learning? And what is it that has transformed lives so brilliantly? Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Dream on, lie high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, visit flyhighliving.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. If you've ever had a broken heart, you know how painful that can be and how long it can sometimes take to heal it. I'm Megan Edge, 
author of The Heart's Journey, Healing Hearts, Oracle Cards, and Guidebook, published with Balboa Press and Hay House. In The Heart's Journey, I share with you my own heartbreak and how I healed it through the beautiful hearts that found me in nature. From taking photographs of these hearts for myself, I've created this beautiful toolkit, which includes the guidebook, which has my story, how to work with Oracle Cards as a healing tool, and the story of each of these hearts as they cross my path. I've also created a beautiful journal. There's a pen, a bookmark, and of course, the 42 Healing Hearts Oracle Cards. You can order the Hearts Journey Healing Hearts Oracle Cards and Guidebook through my website, meganedge.ca, through Balboa Press, Amazon, and many other places online or your local shops. I look forward to hearing about your heart's healing. Discover the creative genius within on Creative Voice Radio with Gwen Fox each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in for a conversation that will inspire, motivate, and empower you to share your inner vision with the world. Make the deep connection between art and spirituality to take your artistic expression beyond anything you dream possible. Say yes to fear. Say yes to the creative genius within. For more information about Creative Voice Radio and working with Gwen, visit GwenFox.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Conscious Confidence Radio. I get to really share this journey with Sarah Main, who is here with me today. She's also the author of Conscious Confidence. And uh, as we have said before, lots of kudos to you know, her new publisher, Inner Traditions. Thank you for doing that. And of course, thank you for you, Sarah, to bring this forward. The book is also, it has some of the things we're talking about, but it has much more. Um, you know, w while educating us about the power of this, you also share some very powerful stories. Mm. You know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is you must have learned things as a new teacher and bringing things forward. Yeah. But you also must have seen in front of you as a teacher, lives change and transform. Absolutely. And I think that's the part that people are going to really be amazingly surprised about in the book. Yeah. You know, when you share these stories, powerful stories, it's an example of what's possible. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, some of the stories are remarkable. This is a story that isn't in the book, but okay. it's, it struck me when you were introducing just then. Um, there was a girl in my class, she was in year four, so she's about I don't know, nine, nine years old. And unhappily, her grandfather on her mother's side drops dead suddenly, has a heart attack and, and dies. And um, her mother naturally is devastated, but she notices her daughter, who's now at a school where she's um, being introduced... Under 10 years old, they didn't get formal meditation, but from day one at five years old, we had an exercise called a pause, which is in between each lesson, beginning and end. The children, we all just fell still for a moment, a moment of mindfulness, you would say these days, yeah. using the, the term mindfulness, which has yeah. occurred. Presence, and you let everything go, come into the present moment, and then attend to what's going to arise, and we offer a short prayer of what's to come, and then at the end of the lesson, fall still again and let whatever has occurred release, right? So this is an exercise in simplifying in itself, mm -hmm. which is part of the FUSE program, yeah. right? Let it come and then let it go. 
So the energies are not tumbling into each other all through the day. So this girl's got that advantage. She's having the um, Shakespeare, all sorts of elements, Sanskrit, the lot. So her, grand, her beloved grandfather unexpectedly passes away. And this girl, the mother notices her daughter has a certain steadiness about her and a breadth. There's just something about her that he's seeing this from another perspective. And it awakens the mother in amongst her grief of losing her father suddenly. Mm. She says, I want what she's getting. And the mother starts her own spiritual journey based on how she saw her nine-year-old daughter respond and live through that part of their life. And she's now meditates and teaches other people and that started her spiritual journey. And that made a big impression because I was just doing what I did every day. It was my job, yeah. right? And you don't know the effect it's having. Right. You know, simple things like that uh, are profound. There's, a, there's another story in the book of another change. Um, I have to think of all the different stories. There are so many, seriously. Um, uh, well, there's one. Um, in terms of attitude, uh, the, the school principal was my husband and the deputy, very dear friend at the time. He was the deputy at the time. He's still a dear friend. Yeah. Um, both brilliant men and they made a conscious decision to have a positive attitude and it was a conscious decision. And I hadn't quite got to the real the realisation I needed to make an absolute conscious decision, like I would choose an apple rather than an orange, I was going to choose a positive attitude rather than a negative one, right? I was not going to let my mind go down there. Anyway, they made this conscious decision. They didn't tell me at the time. <laughs> and they kept on talking about opportunities. And this was early on, now these days, this is part of the literature, the literacy, but at the time this was a bit new, right? And they would talk about it anyway. There was one day where I was standing next to my husband, right, and he's the school principal, and I'm a teacher. We're standing in the playground. It's recess, morning recess. The kids are all playing. And the deputy walks towards him with this smile on his face, hands in his suit pockets, because they both wore suits and ties. Right? Yeah. Hands in his pockets. And he smiles and he goes, well, headmaster, because in, 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 right. in Australia we had an English sort of element that we called headmaster. Well, headmaster, we appear to have another opportunity. <laughs> and they burst out laughing. And I got it because there'd been some behavioural incident in the playground mm -hmm. of a serious nature that required the principal's attention, right? And they just smiled and they said, Terrific. They both looked at each other and said, great, and they walked off. Now you could say, oh no, something's happened, the kids have done this. No, they saw it as an opportunity because dealing with behaviour was a learning opportunity. It was a learning for everyone and particularly the people involved. And they took it at that, they always took that approach. And that made such an impression on me at the time, rather than labelling it as oh, a problem and a disaster. And, oh, and they're creating a story around Creating it. a, a story. story. It's the story that gets they, us into a lot of trouble. And the opportunity. And then I watched them solve and resolve these issues and everyone learnt. And generally speaking, it didn't happen again if the learning was right. And that's, I mean, that is a real generosity of spirit. 
it's real intelligence, it's open-heartedness. You know, and sometimes kids had to have detentions and yeah, there was consequences, but there was always learning and restitution in the whole process. And I learned so much from that. That's in the book. I have to tell you, this I think has worn off on us because it's so funny, right, Jessica? Jessica's sitting over here. You can't see her on camera, but maybe we'll show you later. Because we, are, we now have a new level of awareness around this, right? It's Jessica, myself, and Linda, right? And even if, if it have So in any given day, there are at least 10 to 15 situations like that. And so what we're now mindful of, and I'm not sure exact words that we do, but I'm not sure who started it either, but there'll be an incident, and it could be a simple incident, like, oh, gosh, the back-end photo uploading situation, we just need to have a programming glitch. And what we'll do with that in the past is we'll then create a story. Well, you know, well, maybe what happened was, and we go off on it, and we, started, we start to do this with a number of things. So now what happens is the minute one of us does that, the other person will say something like, okay, that's a story. That's just the story we don't need to tell. Yeah. So just, let's just stop creating the story yeah. around a thing. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it, it's not even a factual perspective. It's trying to find meaning out of something where there is no need to find the meaning out of it. Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's, it's face value. It's yeah. a thing. And it's that like is, a thing. That is sim one of the examples of simplifying. It, the, yeah. It, if you want conscious confidence, you need to be able to just let go of the things that are un unnecessary, not essential, and go with the essential. You know, one of my friends is the cousin of Russell Wilson. Um, uh, no, uncle. Russell Wilson's, one of Russell Wilson's uncle. And he was my boss when I worked in the phone company. And we were chit-chatting about this a little bit. And he said to me, he's, and he, he's just really a great jolly guy too, brilliant man. And he, and he starts to laugh and he says, now look, now look, Pat. <laughs> now look, Pat. Look at the Seahawks. Now look. You know, do you ever see any of the players that miss a catch or fumble the football? Now look, Pat, do you ever see them come to the sidelines and try to talk to people around making a story about why they fumble? No, they get back in the game. Yep. But that's not as easy as you think. When we're going to come back, we're going to talk about conscious confidence helps with that. Yes. Because... I think you have to learn that, yes. right? But it does start with a decision. Yes. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back with Sarah Main and Conscious Confidence. People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Gen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. 
call in for intuitive readings, and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Are you truly ready to experience overflow in every area of your life? Are you ready to go from limited to limitless? Imagine starting your week off with a deeper connection to the dog consciousness. It's time for you to feel inspired, uplifted, and shifted. I invite you to join me, Tracy L, online or in person for our Soul Sundays. Start your week off feeling empowered and ready to serve and expand the miracles waiting for you. Has your buzz for life buzzed off? Feeling ignored, invisible, and wondering if this is really all there is? The years go by faster as we gain momentum. You're halfway there. Are you gathering speed or puttering out? Hit your stride for the liberating half of life. Comfortable in your skin? You can do better than that. Tune in to Discovering You Again Radio every fourth Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head-on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com. Tap into the wisdom of animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso on Animal Soul Wisdom Radio. Tune in monthly as Darcy brings insights on how to better understand and deepen our relationships with animals. Working with light and pureness of ancient techniques, Darcy, healer, animal communicator, and medium is here to guide you through this process and provide inspiration to move forward. For more information about working with Darcy, visit DarcyPariso.com. Welcome back to Conscious Confidence Radio. Uh, Sarah Main is the host of Conscious Confidence Radio. She's also the author of the book, Conscious Confidence, uh, uh, A Timeless Wisdom. And so here's what I want to say about this. Um, Many of you could go to her website and you can listen to the many shows she's done. Um, But the one thing in particular is this, especially now in the series we're doing. It's one thing to talk about conscious confidence. But we were talking during the break, and I'm not sure if we have any outtakes from it, but we were talking about how important it is to implement you know, these teachings in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we were laughing a little bit you know, in the last segment because you know, those of us that are on a journey when you have a number of things in any given day, that show up, we tend to want to create a story around them. And so now we have a little mantra after, I guess, we roll our eyes, you know, to basically say, okay, that sounds like a story. But part of this is adapting and implementing in our everyday lives. And this is not something that you had to have gotten at age 13. No, I had to learn it. Yeah. And if, there are areas in your life where it comes more easily and there are areas that it doesn't. And it does change as you meet more experiences and, and opportunities in life. Um, and the, the, patience was one of them. Oh. You know, but I thought there must be real patience, genuine, true patience, 
that's a beautiful thing, and I'd see pe people that seem to be infinitely patient, whereas I was uh, about something. And I thought, I, I've got to actually take myself in hand. And I, and I was you know, tired and stressed, I was a busy teacher, I had a lot on, um, a lot on, and a lot of administration, uh, administrative responsibilities in the school and all sorts of things. And I was conducting choirs because choral program, a key part of the school's curriculum was an emphasis on singing, on Sanskrit and on Shakespeare. Mm. All sound-based things, mm -hmm. notice, because yeah. it purifies the language and the sound. Singing Sanskrit and Shakespeare. And the singing was real, really good quality music. Mozart, Handel, Haydn, um, beautiful things, Bach, beautiful things. And some contemporary composition as well, but it had to be beautiful. And the words had to be uplifting and fine. So I'm preparing for a concert. And I think we had some Handel in there and a bit of some Vivaldi and some beautiful folk songs mm. as well. Gorgeous. And I'm busy. It's exam time. I'm writing reports. And I've got these big rehearsals with 80-plus children in the choir singing three-part harmony. You know, so there's detailed teaching. And I'm stressed, and I'm snapping, right? And so I'm basically unconscious. I'm asleep. I'm sleepwalking, okay? I'm not conscious making good choices. And I thought, I've got to do something to give myself a break. What can I do to stay in memory? And then it was right around the time of Harry Potter coming out, and his cloak of invisibility was, you know. <laughs> and I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll make this fun for everyone. So I went round to the local toy shop. And they had some leftover Halloween things, you know, which Halloween was terribly big in Australia. It's a bit more now. But anyway, they had this white cloak. So I bought it on sale. It was a nice white cloak, actually. And I bought some fabric paint, colourful paint, and I wrote all over it, stars, breathe, calm, peace, shanti, which means peace in Sanskrit, kshama, which means patience which comes from the same root as Shanti, so they're all related. And all these, and I wrote it all over, and so I decorated it. And then I put it in a bag, and then the next rehearsal, I turn up with my music on the music stand, and I said, just wait. And I get this out, and, I, and the children are all waiting. And I put it on, oh. and we pause, come to the present moment, dedicate, let everything go, here we are ready, new energy for rehearsal. And I said, children, I just turned it around. And they could read all the Sanskrit, of course, um, and the English, and they all laughed. And I said, children, I'm practicing. This is my new practice. I really, really want to practice patience and not snapping and all of that. I said, I need your help to stay in memory. All I need is your presence and patience with me and understanding I'm working on this. Um, oh, that's beautiful. And the, the cloak is to help me stay in memory. If I'm wearing it, I'll feel it and I'll know it. Anyway, it was magic because I stayed awake. Well, that's all I needed was to stay awake and present and conscious. And when I felt something rise, I would fall still, let it go, and then respond. Completely different energy. Calmly, quietly, speak to the child that the behavior was disruptive. All fine. And the children were fantastic because they loved it. And I did this leading right up to the performance, big end-of-year concert we did every year. And I did this for 
some months. And then one day I just forgot to pick up the bag with the cloak. But I didn't need it anymore because it was within me. And I never went back to that cross, hairy, snappy person. When I was in front of the children, teaching, it went in through all my teaching, went into other areas. But I needed to consciously do something like that. You know, and that's where you have to learn and it is, you can learn, you can practice and it does transform. And if you do it, it transforms. And that's what my book, my book's full of practices. You don't have to buy cloaks and write things on them. But, you know, there's... I like that one though. Yes, there's plenty of practices. Halloween's my favourite holiday. So all the, all the chapters have practices in them so that you can actually experience the knowledge. This is not some distant, obscure theoretical thing. This is practical. It's real. It's transformative. I'm so glad you shared that story because I think sometimes when we talk about things like Sanskrit and the people that bring these messages forward, we almost put sort of this, 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 this cycle, this like halo glow around folks <laughs> without realizing that the reason we bring the things forward that we bring forward is because it's our own life journey yeah. to really move towards a place where we can fully be that in life. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, you know, I think about this in a lot of different ways, and, and this idea of restraint mm. from emotion yeah. and reacting to others. Yeah. Um, I think that chapter alone in your book should be pasted all over social media. <laughs> because we now live in a world, Sarah, where if you have a moment like that and you hit that button, you can't get it back. No. You can't get it back in the world. And, and, you know, there are ways to apologize for it um, or talk about it. But the real blessing is in learning how to do what you just did. Mm. But you know what I loved about that story even more than the actual? It, it's your approach with the children and your vulnerability. Mm. Well, your vulnerability. Plato says about education, he said... Uh, a teacher, rather than admonish children, should live up to their own admonishments. Yep. And that was what directed my actions. Yep. Um, and also the Upanishads say, the ends are the means and the means are the ends. So if you want to be patient, mm -hmm. if you want patience, you need to practice patience. Yep. The way to patience is patience, <laughs> you know, and that sounds obvious, but you need to hear that. You, and that means, okay, how am I going to start practicing patience was my question, and that's what came to mind was this cloak of patience. I called it the mantle of patience. Right. Children, just let me put my mantle of patience on. Ah, no, and they'd laugh, but they knew I was practicing. And when my husband and I took up ballroom dancing, which we did about 12 years ago, um, look, I was studying and practicing, but taking up something where I was mm. actually learning. I was in, my husband and I were now engaged in the learning process again in a whole new area that we had no right. real, well, I certainly had no experience of. And it made me a better teacher of math, of English, of anything, because I understood from the inside again what the children were going through when they were learning something. So I was. In, and I said to children, huh. now that I'm learning dancing, I said, I get it when you're finding something's really hard. Because I'm finding things are hard sometimes in dance lessons. 
and I was having to go back and access how I got through those difficult things and perseverance in class, in dance class, then I could help the children. And so you, it's, you've always got to be learning and working on yourself if you're going to help people. And certainly with children, you live by your own admonishments. Can I tell you a story? Yes, please. This is a traditional story. It's so lovely and I love it and I've told the children for years. It's a traditional story. There was a, um, a single mother, I think her husband had died, and um, she had a young boy and he ate sweets, too many sweets, she, and she knew it wasn't healthy for him. So she took him to the local wise man of the village and she said, tell him, he'll listen to you, tell him not to eat sweets because he's not listening to me and I keep trying to get him to stop eating sweets. And he said, okay, come back in two weeks. So she goes away, she has to travel and all of that. And she, anyway, she comes back in two weeks and the kid's still eating sweets. And he says, stop eating sweets. And she said, why didn't you say that two weeks ago? Why do we have to travel? You know, I slept this child. Anyway, he said, because I ate sweets and I had to stop eating first so that I could say to the child, don't eat sweets. That's the story. Simple, but boy, does that, message, does that story pack a punch. And not only does it pack a punch, but it really is, it really is at the core of some systemic behavior too. You know, it's, it, let's take a short break. When we come back, let's talk more about this because what we're touching upon is, uh, you know, my grandma, in, in her own half-English language phrase, would yell at my uncles so seriously, you know, my mom's mom, would yell at my uncles so seriously about how they acted. And, you know, her lesson to them was, I didn't know till later how, how important this lesson was to, to my uncles, but her lesson was, you know, basically what you're talking about is that you can't show up like this. Mm. I mean, 15 Italian words boiled down to, don't come in my house if you're going to act like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, what it meant, though, was... Isn't it funny? I remember that. Do you see the impact of that, yep. right? Yep. You know, the impact of that was her saying to them, you can do that on the street, whatever that is you're doing, but you cannot do it in this home. Yeah. And, you know, to this day, uh, I remember what that lesson was about. I also remember exactly what they were doing. Um, it was one of those examples in my young childhood where all of us as children learned to curse in Italian. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit thekarmicpath.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. 
For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felistiana, on transformationtalkradio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose, and wholeness. For more information, visit atimeofhealing.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. moment when you realize you've mastered your wellness or that you will never fall off the roller coaster of life? Well, yeah, me either. But I still ride unicorn. I will teach you how to become a mindset master. You will learn how your habits and behavior affect the success of nutrition and exercise, relationships, organization, and so much more. Motivation doesn't arrive in an email, so stop waiting for it. You have to take action, then motivation follows. I am Coach Peggy Wells. Get out of your comfort zone and recognize the simple truth. We aren't that special. We all have crap to deal with, and we all have a lot more in common than not. I want to spark you into action. We will learn, love, and laugh together. So join me every first and third Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific for Coach Couch and Coffee Radio, where you will learn that being happy and healthy is way more than care slick and squat. Talk to you later. Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to Conscious Confidence Radio with Sarah Main and with me, I'm Dr. Pat. You know, Sarah, I I know that folks are going to be able to get a copy of the book. Here's what I'm struck by, because we were were talking a little bit about how I feel out of alignment uh, with, with what I do in the world and a part of what I know and I'm, and, and is shared with me in my meditations that I, I need to be doing more of. And that is getting back out speaking my own personal platform. I enjoy so much helping all you do that. For sure, it's like my first love, right? People think doing the radio show is my first love. It's actually not. Um, but many folks don't know I do that work with you. Yeah. It's like a little secret. Yeah. But, it's, but I love that work because I get to watch things be born. Mm. Um, but I must ask you this, because we don't talk about this enough. I think there is a strength and a body of courage that you had to exert to come forward and take this out in the world and do the book. I, I mean, maybe I'm projecting about my own scenario, but I don't think I am, because we've taken this journey together. And you, you had never done a radio show before, and I think that is a courageous act in itself. People don't know that every time I get on air, 15 years later, I still have butterflies. <laughs> they, just, they don't know that. I, want, I would like for you to talk about conscious confidence courage for a moment, mm. if you could, because mm. I don't think we've ever talked about it 
but I'm really struck by it now because here you are in the United States, you're in Canada, you're going to LA, and to really physically take this vote yeah. is different than being back home and talking about it. Tell me about the courageous this part of this true. journey and how it shows up in others that you teach. Yeah, well, it's, it, it is saying yes. Just saying yes changes the energy, opens up the opportunities. If you say no, there's a blockage, there's a resistance. No, yes, okay, say yes. Um, and then figure out how afterwards. <laughs> and that's where the conscious confidence comes in, that what will be needed is provided, and it always is, step by step, and that's in the book, step by step, and at each step stands waiting what's needed for that step. Padam padam pratipadam arhati iti pratipadikam in Sanskrit. Okay, I was taught that from a young age. And that gives you huge confidence, um, just trusting that, that what's needed is provided. I had no idea, but just taking the step. But over the, you know, through the journey, uh, there was all sorts of things, uh, you know, who am I to write this? I don't have an, all that sort of imposter stuff, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Looking for outside permission to do this. And, and all the time, the conscious confidence is being conscious of those things not judging them, not resisting them, just saying, okay, they're just natural things that come up. There's yeah. plenty written on a lot of all of that sort of stuff. But I just took it from the approach that I know, and that was coming back to stillness each time, falling still in the present moment, remembering who I am in truth, and that's what the wisdom traditions tell you. I trust that above anything else, um, that you are universal, you are a universal being, universal consciousness. And then this has come forward. This is an opportunity. Say yes. And it's an act of service. And then let whatever else rises, gets in the way, let it go. And learning to surrender that. And then just keep proceeding step by step. <coughs> and that, <coughs> excuse me, does, <coughs> pardon me, take courage, takes persistence, takes understanding, compassion, all those qualities are brought in. And if one's not necessarily a strength, then you, you jolly well get a bit stronger at it as you go along. Um, but keeping going is the thing. And certainly in, our, in my upbringing, I'm sure in yours, it's a generational thing. We were told to persist, not give up. We carried on regardless. You carried on regardless of the weather or anything yeah. else. You just carried on. Yeah. And there's great value and virtue in that. Because there'd be plenty of times where I could have thought, oh, well, this is just... My stepmom taught me that. Yeah. And I've shared that story. Too hard. Times. My stepmom. Yeah. But you need, it, and that is something you need to mm -hmm. learn if you are to fulfill and offer your, what you have to offer to people, you know. And I didn't know. I'm still learning what there is to offer. I, and I am too. And I say that and people really look at me like, no. But I am. And, you know, what happens with that is, you know, it is the 3 o'clock in the morning, wake up and hold back from texting Jessica, texting Jessica <laughs> at 3. Um, I get away with Linda because it's 6, but holding back from saying, oh, my gosh, I got a great idea, right? That would put her into a nightmare stage because that happens. But there's something that you have to believe in. You know, it's interesting, um, John Holland is a friend of mine, and he is a psychic, and he is known for his abilities. If you've ever seen him live, 
you are astonished at what he sees. And he was on my show many years ago, and he says, I got to tell you, Australia's coming up for you. Remember that? <laughs> he said, I got to tell you, Australia, Pat, it's big. And you have to know where I was Kangaroos. a number of years ago with this. And, and, and he said, I'm just telling you, there's something really huge about Australia. Just, you know, and it's going to be with you for like a lot of years. And I'm thinking, okay, and I said to him during a break, John, you know, this is going to be the first time in your life you're wrong. And we're going to be able to prove it because I'm going to come back a year from now. You're going to come on the show, and I'm going to point out to you that you're wrong. But there was a part of me that believed him. Right. A year later, had him back on the show because Sean Eisen had picked up the show and was playing it on 25 FM stations in Australia and is still doing it today. Wow. Three years later... I, and every time I have an Australia interaction, I have to call John, by the way, so believe me, I told him about you. Um, three years after that, Olivia Newton-John shows up on my door. Right. She had an album, Grace, Grace and Gratitude, most mm -hmm. beautiful music. She showed up. The courage and the confidence to interview her mm. was daunting. But what you are talking about, if you are, if, if this message is not taken to the world, the courage that we need to transform the earth hmm. and to do it in a way with ease and grace, it will be missed. Hmm. Because I think the reason, Sarah, you've been asked to do this and you personally have been asked to do it is because you've already faced courageously what it means to live this life. So you're not writing from an academic, and you're not teaching, and you're not speaking. And, you know, the TED Talk that you'll do will not be from some hypothetical perspective on how this works or doesn't work. Mm. It's embedded with ancient vibrational wisdom. And that's why it's yours to do. Mm. And I didn't know it when we first met. I knew, there was, I knew it was yours to do. And I wanted to make sure that we honor you for that, because this is a full plate. This is not something, my words, for the lighthearted. This calls for your transformation. Mm. All of us here listen to your show, and we change mm. because of it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I get to beat up my table tennis coach, because <laughs> focus is not my issue. It's simplifying. Simplify. You heard it here first. <laughs> Thank you for today. You heard it here. Oh, no, I mean, Sarah, she can come to my lesson with me tonight. Thank you, Sarah, for everything. We're going to talk more about it. Um, Thank you. But I want to ask you what your message is today and what you want to leave us with, as you always do with every show. Um, well, in Sanskrit, I'm going to um, chant to you uh, the peace prayer. It's from the Yajur Veda, which is, you know, Ancient, timeless. I prefer timeless to ancient because um, it just this timeless. wisdom is always present. It's a stream of consciousness that provides humanity with this connection to consciousness and wisdom at all times. Um, and the Yajur Veda has a beautiful prayer. It, um, for the want of a better name, it's called the Peace Prayer, but it doesn't really have a title. And it is wishing um, or blessing peace on all aspects of 
life and of the world and of ourselves. It's a 360 degree blessing of peace. It's very beautiful. So this is the peace prayer from the Yajur Veda. In heaven peace, peace in the space between, on earth peace, on the waters peace, in plants peace, in trees peace, peace in all powers, in spirit peace, peace in everything, peace alone peace. Om peace, peace, peace. Om Dya Shanti, Antarikshan Shanti, Prithivi Shanti, Apashanti, Oshadhaya Shanti, Vanaspataya Shanti, Vishwedeva Shanti, Brahma Shanti, Sarvang Shanti, Shanti Rewa Shanti, Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Beautiful, thank you. Sarah Main, everyone. Conscious Confidence Radio. I'm with Dr. Pat. Thank you for listening to Conscious Confidence with Sarah Main. Join us next month on Transformation Talk Radio for more timeless wisdom with Sarah's exciting and innovative approach to living. Discover more joy, freedom, and step into your limitless potential. For more information on Sarah Main and her work, or to listen to past shows, visit sarahmain.com.